This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're brothers, we're happy and we're singing and we're... It's Jason and John on Memphis' sports station, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Who that? Who that? Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. Hope everybody's having a pleasant hump day so far. Going to be a pleasant day in here because we got Memphis Grizzlies basketball to look forward to. They're back in action tonight. We've got the Spurs down in San Antonio. Now the Spurs, after a good start, John, they've slowed down quite a bit. They've lost four straight. This should be a game the Grizzlies should win. And I'm calling it right here. Spurs' worst defense in the league. Going to be a lot of points tonight. Wink, wink. Uh, plenty more to talk about as well, including round two of the college football playoff rankings. That came out last night. Tennessee, we'll tell you where they're at. That's a little tease for you. Steven Adams, too, I forgot to list this. He's listed as questionable, but I hear where John Martin's got him listed as. No question. Sexy. No question about that. Sexiest man in Memphis, according to John Martin, I heard this morning. Steven Adams, that's quite the honor. Coming from you. Yes, I suppose so. I was asked depressing questions. I told Jeff I didn't want to do an interview. I wanted to have a conversation. But, you know, yeah, he made sure he interviewed me, didn't he? You, the one that picked the Aquaman. Well, I don't really know who else there was. Who else was there to choose? I'm just saying. I mean, I I could could have gone a lot of different directions. But I did indeed uh, go with Stephen Adams. I know that uh, that is a big controversy. In, in this day and age, in, our, in the 2022, our Lord and, uh, of Jesus and, and our Savior. But, uh, yes, uh, that was – look, if I need to answer for it and tone for it, I will. You will later than in this show. Okay. So, 
I guess I'll I guess I'll do that. Uh, Mark Giannato is going to join us in the first hour. We'll talk to him about Memphis football. Uh, they got a game on Thursday. Oh boy, that's against a big Tulsa. One. Is this a big one? I guess it's a big one. I mean, it's a big one if you lose. It's a big one if you lose. It ain't big if you win. Maybe. Um, awkward, 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 awkward. So we'll talk to Mark Giannato about this at eleven twenty-five or so. Get his thoughts on Tiger basketball, getting their first win, all that with Mark at eleven twenty-five. Then Mike Wall is going to join us at one twenty-five. Talk NFL with him. Sounds like Josh Allen is not going to go. Told you that was serious enough. Yeah, it does not look like he's going to go against the. He was in uh, pain throwing that ball into that game against the Jets, into that loss. Minnesota Vikings. Could see it on his face. Uh, so we'll get his thoughts on that. Get his thoughts on uh, the Baltimore Ravens, who of course won on Monday night. The uh, lowly Packers. The lowly Packers. Five straight losses, John. Five straight L's. Oof. Don't even sound right. No, nah, man. It's a, it's a new low. New low for Aaron Rodgers. So we'll do that here on the show today. Bennett Doyle is back. Hey, give yourself a round of applause, Bennett. Uh, he, 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 he can't. He's a, he the buttons have changed. It's not that he can't. It's a different here, show it's, now. It's not that here he can't. Go, here we go. There you go. Had to look around for it for a second. It's not that you can't. It's Button's that you didn't changed. want to. You're a humble man. I very am modest. Humble, yes. What's it? What What is the the label? Does it say applause? It does say okay. applause. Yes. All right. So you know, it's pretty blunt over there. It's just the 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 layout has changed since you've last been here. I feel like Ben has got a lot of good going on in his life with the Titans, the Grizzlies rolling for the most part. Right. A lot of good. A lot of good things happening in your life, Ben. I hope. Yeah, sports have been solid. Yes, everything's good. good. Yeah, Tiger basketball started one and zero. Tiger basketball one and zero. Yeah, I know you're a big fan. Tiger yeah, basketball. Bennett is the youngest Memphis basketball fan in town. I'm sorry. He's the youngest Tiger fan in town, man. I didn't know he had that title. He does. Bennett looks confused as I am. What? He, he's the, the youngest. He's the youngest passionate. So it cuts off at him. You're saying yes. it cuts off after? Ben, how old are you? Uh, Thirty-five years old. So there are no thirty. I think that's not that's, that's not, not accurate. accurate no. That's inaccurate. No, is it? It's very funny though. Is it? I see what you're doing. That's is very it? funny. We got to reach out to the youth. All the young people are Grizzlies fans. We we, we got to do some outreach. The get, young. We we got to do. Some, I mean, because Bennett is passionate, but it's like I do think there is a drop off because now you know everybody that's coming into the twenty and thirty range, they don't know a good Memphis basketball team. They never seen one. They don't remember one. It's been that long. You know what I appreciate about Bennett. Even though he's gone on to the big time now, right? He never forgot about us, the little guys. He never, he and he, he never changed. It's so true. The passion that he brought with us, he brings now with Gary from the four to six. It's true. That's right. And but he still treats us, the little guys, as the same. He does. He does. Still, right. Yep. He, That's he, what I appreciate most about. He's Bennett. not above filling in. He was the blanket. Now he's big bet Bennett, and he's not mm-hmm. changed. You know, and maybe that's our fault. Maybe it's our fault for not recognizing, like, who he truly was. How talented he was. Yeah. We, we, we saw him as, you know, as a cover, as a safety. safety. But whereas he, he was the outlet be, valve. He, he, he should have been let free. We should have made him a number one receiver. And we didn't. We're and, just using you as a safety valve, Ben. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you deserve this. Yep. He Everything would, you've I'm got. The, I'm the Robert Woods of 92.9. What? Robert Woods? No. The safety valve? No, he's not the safety valve. I'm not valve. sure. He thought he... he was going to be a safety valve. No, he thought he was going to be a real <laughs> weapon there. That That's where that's where people, like, that's where receivers go to die, man. We should have used you like A.J. Brown. Exactly. A real know? one. You know, but uh, but we didn't, and we lost you. We lost but you. But we're still happy for you. You know, and I, and I, we, that's a decision that we think about quite a bit, you know, but it's, it's, it's our situation. 
and uh, we're happy to have you back. So, Glad to be here. Uh, listen, I, I did want to start uh, with a, a discussion that we had on Jeff's show, but I think it is good to bring into this one because I can even I can spin it forward a little bit. I don't always give Jeff everything. I can't always give him everything. Very smart. It is amazing how it usually cuts, though. Like I typically uh, get information on Tuesday nights, and he's the first to hear it because he mm. just he asks, you know. Jeff should be the guy doing the torture and asking the questions because he will get it out of you. He will. All of it, usually. Yes. It's good that you save some. Yeah, he doesn't like it when that when that's turned around on him. He doesn't. Oh you no. Know, that's what you when don't he's do. In the chair. That's what you don't. You don't ask the questions. He asks the questions. That's right. Um, but Memphis is playing a a a big game. We use the word big. We use the that, word big as a default. You, you just used it again. Yeah, like that. That is a misrepresentation. Big if you lose. Would you agree? It's big if you lose. It's, it's I, uncomfortable to say, but true. High implications if you Maybe lose. more uncomfortable Maybe. to something. But I got a call after the show, not from somebody that works in the uh, University of Memphis administration, but somebody that has been has been in Memphis for a long time and who knows a lot of the people involved mm-hmm. and is, I would say, familiar with the current thinking. And as of yesterday, um, this person said, A, his sense after having discussions with people in that building are that there is really no appetite to make a change uh, at the University of Memphis. Um, he sort of he sort of talked about, you know, I, I don't know if this was representative of how the administration is feeling, but but he just sort of talked about how Memphis has sort of always been this. Memphis has, you know, it, there were times where if you, you know, think 10, 15 years ago, if Memphis was, you know, two wins away from going to a bowl game, you would have been over the moon. Um, they were never, they, you know, 10, 15 years ago, they weren't expected to compete for conference championships. And that Ryan is, is, is more in line with the long history, maybe, you know, better than the average history of University of Memphis football. That was sort of his contention of, you know, why there may not be the appetite, among other things. You know, he talked about how there was no money. There was no money, you know, to do this. No, you know, because we were doing this every day with Memphis basketball. Nobody was going to the games. Nobody was committing to the team. Mm-hmm. There was no interest. And that that is where Memphis makes its money. That's the That's where the AD... Uh, the athletic department, you know, that's how they balance the budget. It's not on football. And so without the A, the urgency, and B, the the boosters that have the money that are coming to the table wanting to do this, this is sort of where you wind up. Um, and it's not – this is not like news, I would say. It's not like, oh, breaking news because Jeff's kind of been – Talking about the same things. He knows if the appetite changes. The that's appetite right. you guys that's keep right. talking about. It's, it's, it's not it's, there right it's, now. It's to, a reiteration. To move on. It's a reiteration from different people that, you know, Memphis is mostly fine with this arrangement. I do I think they're do I think they love it? Do I think they uh, are excited about it? No. I I think they realize that they have a lot of challenges, <clears throat> you know, with presenting this you know, moving forward. But I also think there is an acceptance that, you know, hey, if these if 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 Memphis goes to a bowl game, you know, as ugly as it got, 
at the end of the season, it's still a bowl appearance. Like, are we firing coaches going to bowl games at Memphis? So that's, that's I think, where everything stands as of today. You know, could a loss to Tulsa make people reconsider that? It could. It could. Because it'll be on television, right? It's Thursday night. It's a Thursday game. I mean, aren't, aren't you talking worst-case scenario at that point? I mean, I guess if worst-case scenario is a complete collapse and you don't make the bowl game, but isn't a, a loss to Tulsa, you know, to make it five straight, isn't, aren't we talking you're going down that worst-case scenario That's road? about as bad as it so, gets. So that's, that is the question to you yeah. for everything you've laid out is, is does, does, that, what, does anything change the appetite? Does some, you know? Does something increase the urgency? Would a loss to Tulsa do it? Does a complete collapse do that? I don't, uh, again, I don't. I don't see how you could go the same road. If we're talking collapse, starting with a loss, I don't see how you could keep going down the same road, John. The prop. The, the the here's the here's the issue. I heard you, heard you discussing this too. His name came up, but if there's not the urgency at the top of your athletic department to do something, mm-hmm. perhaps at the top of your athletic department there might be a, a guy in Laird Beach who, we, you, we've already stated it, and name has come up you know, for other jobs. Where's the ambition level? If it's not, just to, to go along, piggyback off your thing, if the, if the boosters aren't ready to step forward, there's no Bill Lowry on the football side, right, saying, hey, yeah, I got the $3.5 million. Let's let's do it. If that's not there... And in the leadership position, you don't, you know what, you know, I'm yeah, actually looking maybe to get out of here. That's that's a that that's a that's a that's a bad place to be because then there's no ambition whatsoever in there. Then you're stuck. That's John. I would tell you that you, you can't keep going down that road. And so, you know, I, that's that's the natural question you're left with is what changes that. Is it a, is it a loss to Tulsa where pe- people are already on fire about this? I mean, you see it already. Like, is that what it takes? Does it is it a complete collapse? Because the thing you got to think about too, John, it's not just fans; it's the players themselves. If what happens, they lose a fifth straight. Mm-hmm. Are they letting go of the road? We were talking about Houston earlier this season, yeah. being in that position where you're sort of wobbling. You've been so again. If 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 they let go, how bad is you can't stand by and allow that to continue, then try to sell on next year. So I get it. We can still keep talking, okay, well, the scenario looks like right now there's no appetite as long as he makes a bowl game. But that's not the direction you're pointed in. Ryan's going to have to turn it out of that direction. Yeah, so I do think – This is is about as bad a spot you can be. On the layered point, um, I did did get a couple of texts that there is some some buzz about him at Mississippi State. Um, I, I will caution that I ran this by um, a college industry source who said they've heard a little bit as well, but that Mississippi State is in no hurry to hire anybody, that they probably won't do anything until after Thanksgiving anyway. So no great urgency, no great danger of Laird leaving for Mississippi State tomorrow. I do think the problem that, you know, and, 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 and I, I want to be careful because I – you know, you're supposed to have ambitions professionally, and clearly Laird does. Laird has ambitions to move up in the in the ranks. Sure, um, but but it's different because you don't have a president who's got as much of a hand yes. in it, or certainly as yes. concerned. Yes, I think it's right, I, and, and an AD who might be. And, and I, I think it's, no one would be faulting him for moving up. It would right. certainly be a move up. But you know, here's but the thing: who's leading them? Exactly. Where's the ambition? To you know, the point. Ren Baker uh, wants to move up. 
Ren Baker has aspirations to 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 move up and 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 get a different job, but he's very careful about which jobs his name is linked to, and he's very careful about the way he uh, goes about those processes. You know, he doesn't want to have his name linked to every job, even if he may be up for it, because he wants to. You know, if he's not going to it, he wants to. You know, I'm 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 at North Texas until I'm not kind of a thing, right? And he got North Texas. He helped North Texas get into a bigger league. You know, even while having those professional ambitions, he was able to lead and believe and and ultimately execute on the the game plan of getting North Texas to the AAC. You know, I think Memphis is a very it is a no quite like I if we had layered on here right now, I I know for a fact he would tell us all the challenges that he faces on a daily basis, and I don't for a second doubt them. I think we all kind of know them. Dude, we've, we've chronicled yes. the challenges. We know them better almost. We, we know them well. We've but, seen them year after year after year. But, you know, your 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 obligation as the, as, as the face of the athletic department is, you know, even if you even if you know the challenges, you recognize the challenges, you have to find ways to overcome them. you got to find ways to uh, beat them. It's part of the gig. And I think that is sort of the philosophical problem right now is I don't know – if he feels like they can, I don't know if he feels like they can, and so I do think that is a that is a hindrance. I do. I just I, I just fundamentally believe that. Um, again, we could sit here and, and I think Ryan Thorfield falls in the same the same uh, you know soup sometimes, right? Well, he'll he'll say, well, we're young and we don't have you know nil money and all these things. Like you're telling me all the reasons why you can't succeed. I, you know, you don't rally the troops with that. T- 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 tell me about. Let's focus on how you can, as opposed to focusing on why you can't, because there are lots of jobs out there that you could say the same things for, you know, um, and 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 look, I think Power Five is such a big part of this. It's such a backdrop to all of this. You know, Memphis. It feels like to me wants to get into the Power Five and then. Do make the effort, right? That's the that's the order that they want. They want to get the invitation and then start conducting themselves like a power five. Pro- they don't want to conduct themselves like a power five program first and earn the invitation. Well, I mean, you've been doing that for years. Well, I, you I sort of keep understand. Doing it. I, we and we get that, and you and those are, that's part of the challenges is that you have to keep up the rah rah and doing that. But yep. you've you have been yep. you've been. Charlie Brown rushing at sure. it, they pulled the ball away. Sure. But you've been acting like so. I can understand yep. if you get to a point where you feel like, yep. listen, that future is not there for us. Right? Maybe we have to. Cons- but again, standing, it's you can't. I'll go back to your phrase. You can't rally the troops, get people excited, standing pat and accepting status quo, and saying, well, let's just go back to the old days of Memphis football, where six wins was okay. Right? Because that's when, not going to get you where you ultimately need to that get. Doesn't sell anything, John. Yeah, it's not gonna. It's not gonna inspire confidence in the community. It's not going to impress people around the country. Um, you're never gonna get game day here, including players. You're yeah. you're you're going to basically be the equivalent of an XFL team. Just sort of there, just existing. People will come and you know spend fifteen bucks for a ticket, and and that will be the extent of it. Which look for some people, that's fine. For some people, that's what Memphis football has always been. Man, I tell you though, it'd be kicking dirt. Forget forget the coaches, like Fuente and Norvell. That that's part of it too. They built it, but like on the Anthony Millers, and the the Calvin Austins, man. You know all the work that went into 
making it what it was that those those players put into it too. If you, if you're now willing to accept less in terms of that, you know it's it's sort of kicking dirt on 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 the blood and sweat and te- I, I know it's cliches, but it is on what they did to get it where what where where it ultimately ended up being 2018. 19. It's not just the coaches themselves and you saying, oh, man, well, maybe you just can't hit again on a coach like that. It's, it's oh, you've upgraded level of player. Memphis is interested in it. You remember when Memphis football, high school football players, even a hot damn yep. about going to Memphis at all? Why? Well, you can't win a national championship. They're not recruiting us. There was no relationship there for, for years. You got that back in some ways, and you're telling me, nah, let, let's let's go back. Yep. Like it's it, it's kicking it's kicking dust and dirt all over the the guys that put in the work to get it there too, you know. Just saying, ah, this, yeah, this is this is good, you know. Taking taking what D'Angelo said, which yep. we all said at the time, was all right. That's protection, right for Ryan. But it's it's and it's adopting it again and saying, ah, remember my day when just getting to a bowl was okay, right? Who's how the hell are we ready to go back to that? No, it's <clears throat> it's frustrating. Um, and again, Memphis will tell you that it's because of X, Y, and Z. I do think this. I do think boosters are over it. I think boosters are over it. I, I did hear that yesterday as well. Big time boosters who um, have given and given and given and given. You know, you're not going to be able to go back to them and say, "Hey, I need two fifty for this. I need two fifty for that. I need five hundred for this." You know, they're exhausted too. Yeah, I get that. We've been but, saying that. But that, they're tapped but, out. Now, but I understand see, that's that. where that's where it is your job, though. To Again, say exactly, hey, t- now is not the time to, t- to tap out. And I guarantee you, there's somebody out there with that energy. Would they? Would, would they? Would they pass the test ultimately? Would they get? Maybe, maybe not. But there's somebody out there with that energy, and that's what it feels like it needs right now, John. Feels like it's lacking right now. So again, you go back to where we started with appetite. Sure, maybe not, not now, but could something change that could have lost on Thursday? Change it could have be the start of that. I just, again, I don't. I, I know the money's different. Basketball is the cash cow. So with Tubby, it was you're hemorrhaging. Exactly. Got to do it immediately. Penny Hardaway was a huge part of that. He was right there. It's like you're, he's right there. He can bring in Wiseman and the yep. crew. But it's it's not different in, in, in this way in that many fans have sort of spoken here, right? Yep. You're getting to a point where you're asking questions of our fans rooting for a loss. That's the worst. That, that was Tubby-ish. Yep. And so again, I'd ask you know if if it's if if it ain't worth three point five, then you're in a different place as a program, you know. Uh, again, if it continues to go this way, if it ain't worth three point five to pay the buyout, then you are in a different place in a program. You have accepted mediocrity. Yeah, and that's a place you don't want to be, and it's not fun. Um, but I do think that's kind of where that's where Memphis is today. Now, there's always a chance of a cataclysmic event. Now. I mean, when you were preaching this before the UCF game, is that what you're about to give me about well, how they could turn it around? Is that what? No, you're... I'm saying. I mean, I mean to the other way, right? Like, there's like there's always something that could happen. You know, if they just lose these next three. Oh, you're you're still talking worst case scenario. Yeah. Yes. If yes, that yes. happens, well, then you're you know then you're coming back to the take because right now they're all assuming bowl eligibility because they're favored against Tulsa. They'll be favored against North Alabama. So right now you just assume. Mm-hmm. Uh, you assume that, but. You know, I think it would require at this juncture something like that. Now, ultimately, you know, as we've outlined a million times, once you start having these thoughts, once you start having these discussions, you're going to get there eventually. It's just a matter of when. You're just delaying the inevitable. But that's what Memphis, unfortunately, has to do because of its financial situation. Um, They don't have that, you know, 
former Memphis football player who is just disgusted. We heard D'Angelo Williams. I think that kind of tells you everything you need to know about how people are feeling. You know, yeah, you have some who are disgruntled who, you know, uh, have come out on, but they ain't, they ain't got the money. Like, D'Angelo Williams is a guy that, like, would, if he led that charge, could actually spark some change. And D'Angelo was just like, yeah, you know, if we were doing this back in my day, it'd be pretty good. That's kind of the, if that's the vibe, if that's the way that, that D'Angelo Williams feels about it, then you're not going to have, you know, you're not going to have this great push to, to make a change. You're just not. Now, whether he says that privately, I don't know. I haven't talked to D'Angelo. But that's what he said publicly. Yeah, I, th- I thought you and I agreed that at the time that was best in terms of the well, public yes. face to put on it. That yes. was protection yes. at that point. Yes, but I just, you know, I just, you know what I'm saying. I, what I, I made he's the had same chances point. Since it, then, if it, it feels like some of that has been adopted with where you are now. You all saying there's no appetite to do anything right now. Everybody's just ready to stand pat. Yeah, you know that that would be seemingly adopting his words literally. I just don't want to go back to the old days. No, I, I feel Maybe, that. I, and, and I'm sure there's a great deal of people out there with me. I feel that for sure. We'll talk to Mark Giannato about this, get his thoughts on Memphis football, uh, the feeling around the administration, what would happen, all that and more on the other side. Stick around. Jason and John, 90 Turn FM, ESPN. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John, live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN.
Mark Giannato predicted a red wave. I'm kidding. You did not. <laughs> I just, you know I always like to you should, throw you, you off, You should man. see a text message I got from Jeffrey last night. I'm not going to put it put out there exactly what he said before the, the – uh, Oh, did he project a red wave? He projected uh, – what did he say? A uh, tsunami. It wasn't tsunami. He wasn't stealing Clay Travis's shtick. Um, it was some weather event? Yeah, a red typhoon? Yeah, it was some sort of weather, weather event. Um that's what it sounded like y'all were in on um, on Monday. It sounded like y'all were in a damn red typhoon on the on the show with him in Vegas and you on the phone, but y'all made it out. <laughs> yeah, that didn't sound good. Yeah, I can't <laughs> say what he actually put on. But, yes, he was. it seemed like he thought he, like many political analysts, thought yes. last night was going to go completely differently. Um, yes, Monday was an adventure, me driving. Um, <laughs> me driving to Nashville and him him in Vegas. Yes. Um, it's been an adventure this week, but, you know, hey, we're Jason, taking the show uh, on the road. You're getting it Jason, done. You got uh, it done. Jason said, said it sounded like you were at the uh, Mud Island Amphitheater, and you it was it was just you there in the bowels of the stadium, and it was like an echo. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't want to hear this. It's the- <laughs> I did, that was not an episode I went back and re-listened to, I can tell you that. <laughs> it's, it happens, man. The first, one of the first... Uh, the ones you got through it. Bro. Yeah, one of the first times I ever did radio, like, I, uh, I, I, I completely stopped having something to say, and, like, they had to cut the show early. Like, I was, like, not prepared, and, and uh, it was embarrassing. So, mm. it's not about that moment. It's not about, you know, your, your own failings or your technical difficulties. It's... How you bounce back? Yeah, you know, yep. and you've and you've made it, man. You've got your baby Dr Pepper bottle, mm-hmm. and you have uh, you. Why such a little Dr Pepper there? It's like a, it's the same as like a, a can of soda. Of, a little it's shot a, of it's it. It's a can. Of, no, it's twelve ounces. It's what it's what okay. a can of soda is. But it's not what a strange. It's not. Strange. I like having a top. I don't want to have twenty like ounces. I bottle. wanted. I wanted twelve ounces. It's not what an alpha male would drink. You uh, know. I this is an, this you're, is an you're, alpha male. You're a big male. guy. You're a big guy. I, I, just, yeah. I, I need you with a bigger. You know that's a ba- <laughs> that is container. A, I need to go to like. I, well, they don't have Seven Eleven here. I, I mean, it's it's goals. tiny in your hand. Right. It looks like. It, right. You know, I kind of like them. Yeah. I'm, I kind of like them. Yeah. Like you know, like it's like uh, alpha males drink. You know what what size bottle is this? Twenty like ounces, and they go to Hooters. You know that's what alphas do. You know betas. You know, that's a beta bottle. It is what it is. Now, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Is there a blue wave coming on Thursday for Memphis football? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think and, and, and what I mean, it- honestly, here's the thing. They've lost games. These This four-game losing streak they've had, they've lost to essentially the four best teams in the league this year. Okay? So we can conclude Memphis football very clearly like right now, you, you can say definitively, is not – in the upper echelon of the AAC. It hasn't been for two years now, three years now. I mean, even 2020, I guess they were sort, you know, that weird 2020 year, they were sort, I guess you could say it then, but certainly not last year and not this year. If you lose to Tulsa, that means you're losing to one of the worst teams in the league. I mean, Tulsa is three and six, probably going to fire their coach at the end of the year. And, um, that to me would be a different level of uh, problems if you're losing to a t- to someone like Tulsa. You know, at least you can. You know, the la- again, the last four games: UCF, Tulane, right. ECU, Houston. You know, it's troubling that, frankly, that all four of those teams seem to have passed you by. But at least they're the four best teams in the league. Tulsa is not that, and so yeah, I think they're going to win. I-, I would hope they win tomorrow. If they, I mean. If they don't win tomorrow, you know, what are we doing here? It's, I mean, I don't think you're making a bowl if you don't win tomorrow. 
Yeah, where are the players' heads at if you lose tomorrow? Don't you do you, yeah. do you start worrying about losing them if, yeah, with I mean, another technical, loss? Now, technically, you could still make a bowl. I just don't, uh, make a bowl. I just don't think they're going to go into SMU and go and outscore SMU mm-hmm. the last game of the season. I certainly wouldn't want to be yeah. counting on that to make no, a bowl that, game. That, that that won't happen. I don't I don't see that happening. Yeah. So you got to win tomorrow night. It's at home. I know. I don't think it's going to be a great crowd, but it's still at home. And it's a bad, you know, it's a Tulsa team again. That's, you know, their, you know, their coaches on the rocks. Now they're going to be playing. You know, they're technically still able to make a bowl if they win their last three. Mm-hmm. And you know, it'll be a question of. I think Philip Montgomery truly is coaching for his job. I mean, I joked with you before the segment started. It's re- they're doing wrestling night tomorrow, I guess, yeah. for the so Memphis football. Mm-hmm. Lex Luger is going to be there. Although I've heard he's like kind of sad to look at now. Yeah, that's. <clears throat> I, I realized that today. I was like, "Oh, good grief! That is a shame." Yeah. Um, he's in a wheelchair. It's oh God, not not having him there is a shame. What's happened to him? Yeah. I'm no. Sorry. Yes. 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 Okay. No. Ricky. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Steamboat. Yeah. Okay. That's a that'll good that'll one. rally the troops. That, I don't know if he's wrestling, but okay, <laughs> he's yeah. gonna be there. The king will Hello. be there. <laughs> Although Lawler, I would have like I like I really probably would not have. It inconvenienced Lex. I would. He's in a wheelchair. I man. think that's asking a lot of Lex. Yeah, like, I, like I don't. You know, I don't. I, I think it's like well, someone told me there's a Memphis connection with him. Like he maybe because maybe he used to play like he, used for to the play. showboats. Yeah, or yeah, something. yeah. He's a former showboat with yeah. uh, him and uh, and Reggie White. Yeah, two of our greatest names that were showboats in those two years. <laughs> I get it, but it's like it's, it's, that's it's correct it's, as you point out. It's tough to look at him now. Yeah, I knowing, didn't realize what he knowing what he used to be. Like now and, he's like really. And skinny I think they're gonna and, have some wrestling on Tiger Lane before the game. As yeah. well, Lawler. So, I don't know. Law, yeah. I don't know. I think Lawler's so. Wrestling. He's going to actually wrestle. Uh, he's oh, on yeah. the flyer, like oh, it's advertised. Like, they just call him something. in like Batman, just on yeah. anything. He, Jerry, Jerry will wrestle. It. You give he, Jerry yeah, an audience. Jerry will wrestle. Still, I know. I've asked for it, that yeah. to stop, but it won't. No, it will never stop. Especially if he's if it's to save Memphis football. He'll be there. <laughs> I don't but think it's going to save Memphis tells football, me he's not, he That's what they're hoping. Something tells Jerry me he isn't Lawler. dropping his appearance. None of these guys are dropping their appearance fee to help Memphis football out this weekend or, or tomorrow night. But it, along those lines, it kind of, you know, you could build this football Loser game. Goes home. Loser like, leaves yeah. town game. Oof. You know, Philip Montgomery, if he loses and they can't get bowl eligible, he's probably getting fired. Ryan Silverfield, if he, like, I think the way, I don't, if I had to guess today, I I think Ryan is probably going to get another year if he goes six and six, but if you go five and seven and don't make a bowl, well, that's how that that to me makes the decision a little more straightforward mm-hmm. um, and easier to stomach if you're Laird Veach or Bill Hardgrave, the president, and don't want to spend this money. You know, like if, you're, if the bowl streak is over, you know, if you if it. If you don't get your ninth straight bowl, I mean that you know, that that to me changes. It for me, it shouldn't change the conversation. Like I, I'm of the opinion, when you know, you know, and I feel like I kind of know right now. Like it. Well, they know. They just don't want to yes. spend it. Like the reason can't be. The reason shouldn't be. I should say. Well, we don't want to. We don't want to spend the money. I know. Um, I said the same thing. It you're basically be. a poverty franchise. It shouldn't like be you talked about like and, the Raiders. And frankly, I said this last week. If you can't, if you can't, Memphis re- is actually a poverty franchise. Football, though. that's what I'm saying. We're becoming, we're about to <laughs> accept it. Apparently, Damn. if you can't run the money, if you can't raise the money, or don't like, because I feel like it's the the we don't have the money for it is more like we just don't want to go out and raise the money, and if because we don't know if we can, 
Right. Because then if you can't, right. well, that kind of, that, that then the mirror kind of reflects on you. That's right. You, know, you don't want to know the answer to the question. You know, I, I just think the they whole know, thing. They, they know the answer to the question, Mark. Like, That's I, why they're not no, doing it. It's crazy to me that, like, unless you think Ryan Silverfield is going to finish first or second in the AAC next year, he sh- he should be gone. Unless you believe he can do that next year. Like, flip this from six and six and the, you know, and I'm guessing they'll if he goes six and six, they'll talk themselves into being able to at least say that publicly. We think he's gonna he's on the cusp of something. You're gonna start to hear a lot of well, the fourth year was always gonna be the year anyways. Like Seth will be a junior, yeah. Ryan will I'm giving you the talking points. I oh, heard yeah, this oh, yeah, from yeah, someone yeah. the other day. Ryan will finally have the O line that he recruited when he first got here or got the head coaching job. They'll be older now and he'll have those guys in there. Um Back, you know, back to back top recruiting classes. Those, those, will, they'll be a year older. You're going to start to hear all this stuff, and I just, you know, I would remind people that was not what was what was being said the day he got hired. The day he got hired, exactly, it was, I'm hired. The reason I'm giving, I'm getting this job when in reality, no other FBS team in the country would hire him as a head coach at that moment, was because I'm the best guy to keep this thing rolling, mm-hmm. not. To go down have and have to build it project. back up. Right. No. And so, I don't know. It just, man, the whole situation just kind of stinks. And <laughs> it really does. It's just like, I, I wrote it. I think they're in the, like, I. part of me wishes for Memphis's sake in some ways in a weird way. I, I know this is, this is probably wrong because you want the bowl streak. I think that is an important streak having eight straight bowl games after where this program was 25 years, you know, during the Larry Porter era, but even historically. Like, that's meaningful to a lot of fans, and getting a ninth straight bowl means something. But, like, it would almost be a little easier long-term if you were, like, USF, where it was just so obvious this guy's terrible, and they fired Jeff Scott this week. Mm-hmm. and You know, whereas, like, it is not a complete disaster. No, it's with not. Ryan Silverfield. It's not. No, I'm, but it's just it's also not good play. enough. Yeah. And so it's just it makes it harder. And, you know, you also made it hard, you know, I don't think people talk about this enough. You know, we reported it in the summer. You know, they gave Ryan an extra year on his contract right. without telling anyone after year one. They said it was because of COVID, but this buyout that they're not comfortable necessarily paying, apparently. Would have been like a million, a one over a million dollars cheaper if they didn't give him that extra year, right? When you know, without telling anyone, you know, like it, it's it's acceptable. It's acceptable. This this tolerable, I think, is yeah. the better word. Acceptable, acceptable would have been like, and I should say, could be because he can still like going he, to a bowl is acceptable. Well, and finishing, he said the whole point of this season, the, 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 what they told us in the preseason, whether it was Laird Veach or Ryan Silver, this was about like making progress from last year. They haven't made progress as of right now. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you look at, they're basically in the exact same spot they were a year ago. Mm-hmm. They were five and five through 10 games last year, and they'd already played their FCS game. You know, like, they're basically exactly where they were. If you look at their rankings in total offense, they're like, they were 36th last year in total offense. They're 49th right now. But maybe, you know, after the North Alabama game, you, you rack up a bunch of charges, you might be back in that sort of top 40 range just like you were. Defense 
was like 96th last year. It's like 99th this year. Um, like it's they haven't made any progress. They're the same team they were last year, and you know you got Ryan up there saying we, we got the tenth youngest roster in the country. It clearly had someone go think about what some some intern had to go figure that oh, out yeah. for him because of what they are right now. And it's like yeah, you're the tenth youngest roster, but like that was by choice in this era. That is by choice. You don't have to have the 10th youngest runner. Look at what Penny Hardaway just did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like you don't have to have the I, I know it's a little it's a little different in football than basketball, but like you know, defensively I look up out, out there like they got a bunch of veterans out there on defense. Yeah. You know? I mean the you know the wide receiver the 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 skill position players on offense other than Seth Hennigan are all older guys. I mean I you know, a, several of the offensive linemen are veteran guys. So, I don't know. It's just, it all kind of, like I said, it kind of stinks in that they can probably talk themselves into giving him another year. But, like, I, I'm just not convinced he's going to be, a, long-term, he's going to be able to, like, become a different coach. I mean, you know, I, I've seen six, enough. Fourth and 16. That thing was like, he yeah. said. He, he he said he'd do it again. How about that? So last night, someone texted me. I don't know if you were watching the ball. I was going to really pound this, but it, it, Ball State ended up losing the game. <clears throat> but did you watch the Ball State-Toledo game? Someone texted me early in the fourth quarter. Ball State had the ball on Toledo's 39-yard line oh. and faced fourth and 18. Oh, that sounds very similar. And punted. Yes. Was everybody else Toledo in the country, got right? the ball on the 12-yard line, yeah. on its own 12-yard line. So it was like a, you know, and um, went three and out. However, they did end up winning Imagine the game. That. So it was like, it, it but yes. But did, you put, <laughs> what, did two stops before it was in your column? Didn't they stop them two straight they had, times they before? Had, they, had, you, you, they had forced two three and outs yep. to start the second right. half. And, so like, you, you have doing? a good, like, I know he said we're only average on pooch punts. Like, the punter's... The second best punter in net average this year in the country. Like, I, I don't know. That's feels like it, feels stuff, like there's man. a better shot of him pinning yes. UCF inside the ten than there is of you converting fourth, that fourth and, and 16. sixteen. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's just a it's a and it's frankly, a very and when he said he'd do it again, I just think that's even if it's a touchback, emblematic. Even if it's a touchback, they still have to go eighty yards instead of sixty-one yards. I still prefer that. Mm-hmm. Over the off chance that you're going to complete fourth and eighteen, it's just you know. And then, well, and then you know, you saw that. That's the biggest issue with what's going on with the football program. It's like the same things are happening over and over again. The fourth and one in the first half, I had no problem with going for it on fourth and one, but as has been the case under two different coordinators now, the play calling in key situations mm-hmm. is like very conservative and unimaginative and you know like you just ran it right up the gut and it's like play calls that are called for a team that that isn't there like it's it's the play calls for the team you want to have not the play not the team you actually have mm-hmm. and it's consistently like we're going to we're going to pound that ball and get that yard and it's like that hasn't been you it, it hasn't for at three years at least. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and then, you know, they have such a small margin. They have a 
margin for error where, like, if they don't win the turnover battle, like, they can't succeed. You know, they have a lot of trouble. And you saw, in, in the key situations applies to the red zone, the red zone offense, too. Now, they've been okay at getting points throughout the year in the red zone, but their touchdown percentage has consistently fallen. Um, and so, you know, I, I just don't see progress. And I don't see any particular great reason to believe that there's going to be significant progress next year. Because to me, I mean, they just released the the conference schedules for the next four years. And, like, you look at it, you go, like, going eight and four next year, like, that's not good enough with the league you're in now. Right. Like, you sh- you know, to me, if he's coming back, you're saying we think he's going to go, like, 10 and two next year. And I, I have no reason to believe. I, he's given me no reason to believe he could – he can do that mm-hmm. as of right now. And so it's a tough spot. I know there's some who want to give him another year. I just think when you know, if you know, you know. You're just, you know, I don't want to delay the inevitable if I'm running an athletic department and I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to have the team that people want to have. Um, so it's a very interesting moment for the program, to say the least. And, you know, tomorrow night will be, a big game from that perspective. Not and it's not a big game because it, it's a four and five team versus a three and six team. But in terms of what happens next, mm-hmm. feels like a very big game. Um, on the other side of it, Memphis basketball started its season uh, one and up, kicked off with a win over Vanderbilt. You were there. Mm-hmm. Um, how encouraged should people be by that win? I mean, I was trying not to get too excited. You were pretty I, giddy. I was listening I, to you. I I found and I just you. found I don't know if they're going to be like some great team that you know I don't know if they're a Final Four contender necessarily, but or a second weekend team or whatever. But like the team that played against Vanderbilt, like I found to be a very I think they're going to be a very enjoyable team to watch mm-hmm. because what was remarkable to me was at least for what the first game. Going out there, it felt like that team knew exactly who they are, and most of those guys knew exactly what their role was. Mm-hmm. And compare that to the last two years, where it felt like it took till halfway through the year no doubt. for Mem- for the you know that uh, to figure out what Memphis was and what role each player played. I just felt like to me that was really encouraging, and it, it looks. A team like that can win a lot of games. I don't know if they can go, you know, with the shooting stuff. Like, I don't know ultimately if they can go make a run to the Final Four or the Sweet 16 even. But I think a team, the team I saw the other night can win a lot of games during this regular season, can win a lot of games in the AAC. Um, because they're just – I mean, they, they played nine guys, and all nine guys were designated as a senior of some kind. Like, that's right, that's wild. Insane. How much of that is just because of the maturity level? The yeah. oldest team in the country in terms of experience, just falling in, knowing your spot, going with a pecking order. They're so much more mature. And it's just, team. and it makes the roster makes a lot of sense from the perspective of let's hopefully they get because I I think about this in terms of what I saw the other night, and then oh by the way, they're adding in a guy potentially hopefully in Demaria Franklin, who Penny has talked in similar tones as he did about DeAndre Williams right. a couple years ago in terms of how crucial he could be. And when you watch that team out there, you look at it, you go, okay, now I see how this works out. You got a three-guard rotation of Kendrick, DeMarie, and Lomax. You've got 
this kind of wing rotation of if you need like defense and scrappiness, um, you can put in Elijah McCad. You can have Elijah McCadden if you need. Hopefully, some his shooting will come around. But if you need shooting and maybe rebounding and some length, you're putting Keontae Kennedy in there. Uh, you've got this rotation of you've got then DeAndre Williams, obviously, but then you've got this rotation of bigs in Malcolm. Chandler Lawson and KO, who all give you kind of different things depending on what you need. It's a nice little, you know, and then Jaden. It fits. Like, you know, Jaden, hopefully, like he did the other night, can hit ti- some timely threes for you off the bench. Like, that's an, it all makes a lot of sense. And that's, that's why I was excited. I don't know if, again, I don't know if I, it raised my expectations for them. Like, I think they're going to be an NCAA tournament team uh, and be the second best team in the AAC. And, Based on what I saw against Vanderbilt, you know, maybe give Houston a run for their money. But I just found them very enjoyable to watch because they knew exactly who they were. They were playing really hard, and they all knew their roles, and they were sharing the ball. It just looked really good, and it all, you know, it all seemed to fit. And I just found it – it certainly was the best season opener I've seen since I've been here for a Memphis basketball team. Yeah. And, then I mean, you're going to have the best player on the floor on so many nights, too. Yeah, and Kendrick Davis. Yeah, no, and like I, what he does too in terms of he made the game easier. John kept pointing. John pointed this one where he, you know, he throws the no look. I think it's McCadden, but the entire defense with 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 him on the no look, you know, and 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 McCadden's wide open like that kind of maturity, that kind of leadership, mm-hmm. but that just settles everything. It feels like no, and he's got or a, can do. He's that. got a better team around him than he did last year at SMU, and I think. Lomax is important from the sense of he's got someone who can take some pressure off him. It's not always him bringing the ball up and having to, like, break down the defense. He can move off ball much more so than he could at SMU. Um, it's a, it, but it, And it's perfect because everyone knows, like, when that game, it wasn't like a harrowing moment or anything like that, but ultimately the moment that sticks out the most to me in that game is Vanderbilt is hitting – three-pointers out of its mind in the second half. Mm -hmm. The lead finally gets down to eight with, like, six minutes to go, and Kendrick Davis and DeAndre Williams went out there and scored or assisted on 16 of the next 18 Memphis points. And it's not just that. It's that everyone knew, okay, it's their time. Like, it's, okay, Mm -hmm. it's gotten, it's it's down to eight. Go ahead, go to work, Kendrick. They started running that two-man game with him and DeAndre Williams, and I was just like, this can work all year. Like this, this right there. Yeah. This can work all year, and like, you know, they had a positive assist to turnover ratio. They went fifth, what seventeen and nineteen from the free throw line. Um, they shot fifty, uh, just under fifty one percent, even though they shot five of nineteen from three point range, yeah, like sixty seven inside. It was range. you know the yeah. defense, especially in the first half, was ferocious, and even in the second half. I think a bunch of those threes they hit were, I mean, it was contested shots. They just hit tough shots. Um, I, formula, the formula of as long as Kendrick and DeAndre are healthy and if you have a top five, top ten defense in the country, it's going to be a pretty good team. That's what I saw against Vanderbilt. Yeah. <clears throat> I agree. I actually agree. Uh, I have no, I have no thing that I, I can't contend with that. I, I, I tend to agree completely. I think Kendrick. You know the the comparison that I've made is the only other, the only other guard that is going to make or has made the kind of impact that he will is Jeremiah and Jeremiah didn't have the quality of teammate that mm-hmm. 
Kendrick has at and, Memphis. And I also think, and this is not to not, like, I think Kendrick is more of a point guard than for sure. sure. I'm at the same point when he yes. said that. Yeah. Yes. It's the other side of it that he brings yes. that Jeremiah didn't have that wrinkle. Jeremiah also had, Not like, to this degree. His teammates also sucked, though. He had, like, tubby holdovers, too. You know, so he he really didn't have anybody to pass to. Yeah, yeah but he was never pure point guard. No, he was definitely point. combo. We said, we said you know, that, he, yeah. was a, he was yeah. their number one. He was, their, he was their primary ball handler because he had to be. I mean, I, yeah, I think DeAndre is better than anyone that Jeremiah had on that team. Everyone else, like, you know, like Elijah McCadden. He kind of reminds you of Rainier Thornton, you know, like, kind of. Um, I actually think Elijah McCadden's going to make big shots for Memphis. I think he's going to make timely shots. That's what I I see for him. I I think he's the guy who's going to make plays. Like, he's like a glue guy. You know, like, he's a jack-of-all-trades. He's just going to be a guy who's Johnny on the spot for this team. Mm -hmm. Um, No, I think the two wild cards to me in all this, like, I think you know what you're going to get from Kendrick and DeAndre. To a certain extent, I think you know what you're going to get from Alex Lomax at this point. You know, Does he stay in the lineup if DeMario comes? Just curious if that if you change that. I bet that. not. I bet not. I still think he plays major minutes, uh-huh. but I bet DeMario goes into the starting lineup if he comes back. And it's back. more traditional with That's, Kendrick that, at the one. That, that would be my yeah. gut on that. But um, to me... Because Penny DeMarie, says he's the third best player. Yeah, Demarie is a wild player. card in all of this. Like no what, doubt. What happens? And then I think, you know, Keontae Kennedy had a quiet night, and I think that's a guy. I, I looked it up. He hit he hit three or more three-pointers in five of his last ten games last year at UTEP. Like, that's a guy who's capable yeah. of more, yeah. who can maybe give it. you that. You know, I don't think they're ever going to be a great shooting team, but, like, that just enough three-point shooting, mm-hmm. he seems like that he might be the key to that. a couple that. nights, a few nights. Yeah. Could see that, too. He is Mark Giannato. Appreciate you, brother. Uh, follow him on Twitter. Read him uh, at commercialpill.com and listen to him right here on 99 FM ESP. And, Mark, appreciate Thanks, you, man. man. See right, you thank soon. Thank you, guys. We'll come back with the rundown. The Nets have hired a coach. Tell you about that and more. Jason and John, 99 FM ESPN. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.